Hey everyone and welcome, welcome to another episode of the Digital Soup Podcast. My name is Jason and I'm here with a couple of nerds as always. I got uh, Dave and Adam. Say hi guys. Hello. Hello, hello. Yep, we're all here. That was the roll call. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) You gotta gotta make sure because, you know, like last week one of us didn't show up. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'm just lying. We're all here. We're always here. Nailed we got, it. We got, yeah. You guys did the show the, without me? Yeah, where's the cricket? <laughs> we need those cricket noises again. Oh, no crickets today. <laughs> no, no not cricket today. today. Well, <laughs> the cricket game's been canceled. I, I love cricket. I've never played it. Rugby, though. I used to play rugby. I was a semi-professional in rugby. Remember that, Dave? Not not quite. Oh, man. I was good, too, man. I, I, I just don't Are recall. you sure you're thinking of rugby and that you're not thinking of nothing? Hmm. Cricket, cricket, <laughs> what? Cricket, cricket. That's <laughs> a right, family well, guy joke. Yeah. Know. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I can turn in my uh, my uh, nerd card right now because I've never seen that show except clips here and there on YouTube. Okay. I've uh, never seen an episode of it. Well, okay. Um, so Peter is the main guy, and he he mentions that he read that he goes, I read that in a book some some place, and uh, Brian goes, Are you sure it was a book you read? Are you sure it wasn't nothing? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So anyway, I mean, not, I'm not sure. saying the show's not funny, and the clips I've seen are, you know, they, they're hilarious. I mean, I've laughed out loud, literally, LOL'd. But <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, yeah, there you go. Hey, wasn't that the the big fat guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Barney. Yep, no, yep. what was his name again? <laughs> oh boy, it's stop. It's Peter Griffin. Peter Griffin. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking Peter Sellers. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's jump right into this here because we get sidetracked so easily on the show. I know we're going to have about uh, eight or nine segues here in a little bit, but uh, <laughs> I want to do a little follow up. You know, we're actually going to do some follow up on the past episode, which we probably need to do a lot of retractions and corrections. But I'm just going to do a quick little follow up here. Uh, we were talking last week about uh, wireless charging and stuff. And it just so happens, you know, we talk about it last week. We are, we move the tech. We, we make the industry go in different directions. We mentioned it last week. This week, uh, Apple joins the wireless power consortium. So, uh, you know, everybody out there in the world, you can thank Digital Soup for this because we brought this about. Yep. Super you know, high fives. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> great uh, one ha- one-handed clapping. <laughs> Do you guys hear that? One-handed clapping. You hear me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just yeah. picture us all right now like an anchor man when they're like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to now, turn in my card since I've never heard of the Wireless Power Consortium? Uh, a consortium. <laughs> well, hey, aren't, aren't, okay. I'm Is that the same thing, just a different uh, verbiage of it? <laughs> Probably a, a different. Uh, Leave a comment if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, they will. Actually, there there are there are two. According to Google, there's two ways to pronounce it: consortium and consortium. Oh, Any difference really? in uh, in meaning? Nope. 
exact same, uh, an association typically of several business companies. And, well, uh, I've, okay. I've actually only heard it pronounced the way that I pronounced it because, you know, just looking at the word, I'd be like consortium. Um, but, you know, I've heard him say consortium before, so that's why I went with that. I'm uh, just trying to be different. Just trying yeah, to, that's fine. Trying to be different. That's perfectly fine. Well, yeah. you know, uh, Business Insider, they're the ones that broke this news on it uh, that they joined. Now, Apple's not new to wireless charging as anybody that's ever had an iPad or an iPhone has known. So you guys both, you know, I'm sure you know this, but uh, they they already use that um, that key wireless charging um, for their watch. You know, the the magnetic, it, it sucks it right on there and then starts charging. <laughs> so sound, the sound of magnets, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here, a digital soup. Yep. And, 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 <laughs> oh, is that the, the word yours? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Apple's, uh, Apple is the, uh, they are the masters of magnetic charging. Uh, for uh, Until this latest, uh, you know, we didn't even cover this when we talked about the latest uh MacBook Pros, but you know, all the MacBook uh, Pros prior to this latest year has always had that. I don't even know what the terminology was, but it was the magnetic uh, charging cable uh, where you just get it close and it sucks it right in. And it's, you know, it's It's great great. because you trip over that. Yeah, a lot lot of magnets suck. (laughs) No, you're absolutely right because I've repaired enough HP laptops with broken power. No, you know, yeah. pull them down adapter things. And yeah. finally, like Microsoft with their new surface line, copied them and got a uh, magnetic um, kind of a, what do you, what do you call it? Magnetic jack. So that when you get yeah, it, close, just, it just pulls it in. It's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it's, it, everything should use them. I would love it if uh, you can actually buy. No, I saw this uh, online and I'm thinking about uh, picking up some of them, but you can do it for iPhone and any Android phones that take uh, mini USB. Um, I don't know if they're doing the new USB-C or not, if they have a version for that. But it's um, a, a little dongle. You know, we love our dongles. Mm-hmm. But it, it goes into the charging jack, and uh, the one end is a magnet, and then you have a special cable, and you just get it close and <laughs> right on there. <laughs> it makes that noise. But yeah, this every, is the way every to go. time I hear you guys doing these <laughs> these magnet noises, I think of the old Adam Sandler skit, and I want to just say like, "Is this a magnet sucking something in, or is it man <laughs> <laughs> eating soup? <laughs> Digital soup? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's def- definitely two people having sex. <laughs> Cut. <If> you- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What? Yeah, well, that's, you know, if you follow the Adam Sandler skit, that's what you were. Yeah, oh, okay. There's two people working out or are they having sex? Uh, that's what you were doing, right, Dave? Or are you doing a totally different skit by Adam Sandler? I don't know. I was talking about the goat. No, I'm just kidding. That that that, that, that was the, that was the real skit. <laughs> you button hooked me, Fatty no, McGee. That. You're the fattest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, that, hey, that was the the skit. Hey guys, please don't unsubscribe. Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? I think we really should make this the Adam Sandler podcast today. I mean, it's a special edition. Uh, we could talk all day about Adam Sandler and all those great Does movies. Do you have anything? Does he have anything new and interesting out that we could talk about? He sure about? does. He has a new movie coming out. Um, I cannot no remember the name of it, but it's huh. the name is a guy's first Sounds and last good. name. <laughs> Amazing. And, and he is like a, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, a uh, agent to a the guy. stars. An agent, agent to the stars. Huh. 
That's I mean, movie. is this like a sci-fi movie? Uh, Sam, no. <laughs> You're an idiot. Um, <laughs> oh, is that too harsh? Uh, the name of the movie is... <laughs> I'm so confused right now. <laughs> the name of the movie is Sandy Wexler. Huh. So it's a very catchy uh, title. It has Adam Sandler in it, Kevin James, Terry Crews. And you know Terry Crews from those uh, uh, deodorant commercials? Was that... Uh, yeah. Okay. I think he was, yeah, was he Old Spice or something? And uh, guys, He's on hold, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, y- right? Y- yeah, that's what it is. Hey, hold the phone here. You are not going to believe who the next star in this movie is. You will never Rob, guess. Rob Schneider. Oh, God, you're looking at the same page as me. <laughs> so, yeah, is it, is it just me or is, I don't know. The Happy Gilmore seemed to be like the last one I really liked his. You know, Whoa, I like... ESPN update. <laughs> <laughs> this just in, everybody. <laughs> Adam Sandler makes another movie with his friends. Go. <laughs> so I, I, I've liked some of the more recent ones, like uh, the grown-up movies. Though I seen the first. Oh, uh, which which grown-up ones? His porn. The what? <laughs> Can't get any more grown up than porn. <laughs> no, not those. You and your <laughs> always with the porn. <laughs> you and your adult <laughs> films. No, you, uh, you know what? I uh, Ridiculous Six was the last movie I watched by him. Yep. Did you guys watch it? Yep. No. I did see that one. It's a western. It, it's pretty funny. I mean, it's 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 decent. It was kind of weird because that one came out and then uh, that what was the other one with uh, Seth MacFarlane in it? That was another West. A Million Ways to Die in the West. Mm. I, ha- I I haven't seen that yet. I, I I've seen that a few times. A lot of people hated it, but I thought it was completely inappropriately funny because of some of the jokes. Obviously, you know, racial racial jokes and just stuff that I, I didn't think you'd see in a comedy movie anymore. But the the movie itself as a throwback to the old you know old comedy flicks from the early 90s was it was pretty fun but well, mm-hmm. Seth MacFarlane we're going back to family guy again yep, yep back <laughs> to family guy no with, actually with, he was just in the news too for something something uh uh derogatory or racist or he's under fire for something and, and i hmm. just seen something on it today well look Man. it up well uh well you're doing that the the one thought i had you mentioned you know him Adam Sandler doing movies with all of his friends and you've got um you know the the whole crew there except Chris Farley, of course, and that's what. Whenever I've watched these movies where yeah. he's got all of his friends in it, and he mm-hmm. they put Kevin they put Kevin James in there, and it's like, gosh, it's it's like nice Chris try. Farley, yeah, Chris Farley light. I don't know, it just it doesn't <laughs> connect. I mean, you can just no. see that he wrote those parts for Farley, even though you know it's a brand new movie, and it's it's not a knock against Kevin James, but he just can't replace <laughs> Farley, but. Oh, de- it, well, no, it just bums could, you out. Nobody could. No. Hey, can we can we do something here real fast? Because I got a list of all his uh, movies going through the years. You know, starting with the latest. Um, sure. Let's let's do this. Uh, we're gonna do this. Who's... This is this is movie rating with Jason, Adam, and Dave. So I'm gonna say the uh, the title of the movie, and then we'll just go around and we're gonna say yay or nay to it, and uh, we'll just see you know how he's been doing the last few years. Sound like fun? Mm. Sound like fun? See if any of us have actually seen the movies is the the first Uh, question. I might say abstain, so we'll go. Okay. Well here's the here's the latest one uh that you know has is already released. The do over. Haven't heard of it. Nope. Me neither. Let's go on to the next. The ridiculous six. Yes. I'll give it a yay. I'll give it a yay too. Adam hasn't seen it. He's gonna have to see it. Hotel Transylvania two. No clue. 
I think it's a yeah, cartoon. It gets I have, a yay. My my girls like it, and it was okay. a, it wasn't bad. I think my girls seen the the first one. I did not realize there was a two, so now I'm gonna have to probably get it for them. All right, this next one here, I enjoyed Pixels. Haven't, haven't seen, it, yet. seen it. Okay, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty decent. I would say go ahead and give it a watch. The Cobbler. Mm, I heard about it. And yeah, I it heard about it too. It he, gets a nay based on what I heard. Yeah, I, I haven't. I'm not sure. The name sounds familiar, but I can't place what it he's was. He's a cobbler, and well, people bring it, <laughs> and not a cherry. Um, they they bring you it go with cherry over peach. peach? I mean, oh. come on. How about rhubarb cobbler? That sounds great. <laughs> okay, get out. No, but what it is, Dave, real fast is uh, he's uh, people bring him their shoes to uh, fix, and he finds out that when he puts the shoes on. He looks just like those people, and he goes oh. and takes over their lives for a little bit. You know, pretends he's them. Right. Okay. Um, I haven't seen it, but I've heard. You know, I saw the previews and stuff. Uh, this next one, I have no idea what this is. Men, women, children. Nope, never heard of it. Never, never heard, heard of, of it. it. Top five. Can we just say we've never heard of the rest of them? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Top five. Actually, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go back. His last great movie was Jack and Jill. No, that that sucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Polly Shore is dead. What the heck is that? I, don't I have know. no idea. Mm. All right, yeah, we'll we'll call this quits here because I am actually looking back at well, 1999's Big Daddy was probably the and that he, wasn't even great, but he I mean, had that, that he had that movie click. That was all right. Yeah, so. that was 2006. Was okay. That was decent, but... Yeah. He hasn't that, been as strong since the, the crew got old. Now, 2007's Reign Over Me, they said, was pretty good. He played... Uh, who did he play? Uh, oh, I know that, too, and I can't think of it. That was a more serious movie. Yeah, though, I think. and yeah. he was... Um, was he Bob Dylan? Maybe. Was that who he was in there? All right. Well, uh, this is going nowhere. Uh, this might be edited out in post, but uh, I just thought, you know, we got under the Adam Sandler thing. So anyway, so it sucks the the core right up onto it, and then it charges. It's awesome. Yeah. See, now I can just cut and, everything and out between the, the sucking. Yep. Right. Yeah, because right. it well, it kind of sucked in between. <laughs> <laughs> well. You know, we we do love a little bit of a little bit of Sandler from the old days, but yeah, you know, wedding singer. Yeah, that's. I think that's the the all time favorite Sandler movie for me. <laughs> well, my, mine is still Happy Gilmore. Nothing will ever top Happy Gilmore. I, I, I have to agree with you there. Wedding Singer is fantastic, but Happy Gilmore for sure. Yeah, yeah. and that's now, that's why he, even he <laughs> believes Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison are his best movies ever. Yeah. There's you know, ha- Happy Madison. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna curse because my favorite line from that movie is "You're in big trouble, though, pal. Eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast. No, <laughs> that's the so, best. Sorry, yeah. we can we can bleep that out in post. Yeah, we yeah. definitely could, okay. and I think I might. I might I might put a little at the beginning of you saying that, and then go. And then everybody's gonna think you dropped an f bomb. Yep. Oh yeah. You know me, guys. <laughs> or or everyone will know that awesome quote from the movie and know exactly what was said. Anyways, so. right. you, you guys real realize this? I'm sitting here looking at the screen as we're recording. We got today's episode title up there, and it's episode 007. Nice. Oh. Do we have any news about any new uh, Bond movies? Oh, let's see here. Gold. Other Bond than Avengers. other than what's his name being out, no matter how much money they threw at him, but. You want to know what the absolute, my favorite James Bond movie of all time is? 
Austin Powers. International Man of Mystery. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, you know, I, you guys, I do have some news. Okay, good. James Bond. Got They're it. looking at either James Norton or Michael Fassbender as favorites to be the next Bond right now. That's the rumor. Jim Norton from the Opie and Anthony show? <laughs> I'm trying to think of who James Norton is, but Fassbender, I think I could, I could see that. Okay, yeah, well, just kind of cool. Google Jim Norton and see if he would make a great Bond. That can't be the same. Oh, James Norton. Oh, other other uh, names in the running. Oh, go ahead. No, um, he's he's starring also in an upcoming Flatliners. It looks like. Oh, okay. They're, they're a, redoing Flatliners. So I don't know if it's the same story. It just says upcoming movie, but oh, I like that movie. I, when you see his picture, I could see him, but he's a little too. Hmm, I don't know. Daniel Craig was kind of hard edged, and this guy's a little too preppy. Like the, I don't know. You look up a picture of James Norton. You see okay. he's got kind of the tall, wavy hair and real, real modern day like pop Ivy star. League. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. other names in the running include Aiden Turner. Don't know who that is. No, uh, right. Idris Elba. I've so heard that one. That'd be the, interesting. Who did you say? Idris Elba. Is he the the the, the black guy from? Um, like Prometheus and uh, Pacific Rim and a whole bunch of other, he's a really good actor. Well, it's he's a he's a, a British guy, right? I think so. Yeah, he's currently starring in Stephen King's movies, The Dark Tower. Oh, he is. He is. Mm. Yes, he's, he's a Roland. Black. Yep. No, he's not. He's Roland. Yeah, the main character. Yeah, yeah. not the Man in Black, but the main character. The Man in Black is actually the gunslinger. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they said the Man in Don't Black. Don't spoil it. Uh, who is he? Oh, yeah, no spoilers. No, it's a it's a huge uh, actor that's playing the Man in Black. Uh, huge actor. Oh, uh, Hugh Jackman is back. Yes. <laughs> yeah. it, well, it's a huge actor. Is it Kevin James? <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding, Kevin James, because I know you're listening. I'm just um, I'm just glad you didn't say like Jason threw her under the bus the other week about Melissa McCarthy or something. Oh, no. I hate her. <laughs> then he's like, yeah, actually, she's kind of funny. Yeah, she's so, pretty awesome. Real quick, other while you're looking that up, two other guys in the running. One of them, I think, absolutely not. Ryan Gosling. Come on. Nah. James Bond. Tom Hiddleston, though, the guy that played Loki. I'm, I, oh, okay. I like I, cool. He's I'd pretty say, cool. He is cool, but I'd say no, because I, I don't know. I have a hard time seeing him in that kind of a role. You I know, think, I, yeah, I, I think Fastbender would be a cool choice. Yep. Who was the other name? Austin something? Powers. Austin no. Moon. <laughs> no. Uh, Aiden Turner. Aiden Turner, that's what it <laughs> I was. I don't know who that is. All right, I'm the man in black, gentlemen. I could see him, maybe. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think right now is a good time for us to take our shirts off. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Putin? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Oh. <laughs> um anyway where, where where are we going with this i have you no know, idea <laughs> we were we were talking about apple charging and the keys and <laughs> somehow here because i i thought of that darn skit from adam sandler and <laughs> so now we've gone down 50 wrong turns <laughs> right completely lost but oh. it's never wrong when you got some mcconaughey so, yep. heck no. so do we have anything else on the charger or uh what are we thinking uh, not that I mean they just joined the consortium, so I mean they're they're probably uh, whatever you know the consortium does. I mean I'm sure they have all kinds of tech that's you know they're working on behind the door that they're you know they're not letting out right now. But uh, like we talked about last week, I mean one of the things I believe that they're working on is that whole room charging thing. Um, right, yeah. as, as long as it doesn't fry or insides, it, it'd probably be a pretty good tech. <laughs> That'd be but. 
you know, if, if if they're able to get electricity to flow through the air that does not harm any living creature, could you imagine everything in your home is just connected to that electricity floating through the air? You don't have wires for nothing. That would be, be awesome. Be wild. Well, I've got not to change the subject on it, but oh, since let's we're on do the follow up <laughs> since we're on the follow up <laughs> from last week, um, you guys pointed out to me, I didn't even realize it at the time, but I had mentioned I had a little story about Skynet, and I don't even remember what we were talking about at the time. Yeah, and um, I'm still that, wondering what you were talking about. I, I have no idea. Yeah, well, Is this Skynet, going all the way back to my Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation? I don't know. I oh, know we were talking have, about something. Might have. <laughs> yeah, and I forget. Listen to last week's episode because there's a, a point. It's fairly early on when I say, oh, I do have a good story about Skynet, though. Right, and then we didn't and, talk about it. Yeah, we never did. But it's it's not a huge thing. And you guys will probably think we waited all week just for that. Yeah, but, a week of suspense for nothing, really. And it could be that. But this <laughs> this kind of blew – it really blew my mind. So this was back in, I think, early so January. Sort of Pop-Tarts, but go ahead. <laughs> How did they get that goodness in that little shell? Why is it lava on the inside? Yeah, just the and why doesn't flavors. that frosting just melt all over the toaster? I mean, what did they put in that? <laughs> Plastic. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're getting towards the hot pockets get from. That's uh, right. That's right. <laughs> but no, I, uh, I, I had a, a friend of mine. I was, I was chatting back and forth with on Twitter a little bit. And they made some comments. <laughs> well, I have other friends. <laughs> oh, some. damn. No, but uh, we were talking about something, and they, they made a comment about, uh, like, future technology or something like that. And I just, in an offhanded comment, I, I wrote him back, was laughing, and said something about, well, don't let Skynet find out. And I didn't, I didn't hashtag anything. I didn't at anything. I just literally had it as a text in my, my random tweet to a friend. And... Like an hour later, I get a Twitter message directly to me from Skynet on Twitter. Oh, and I, I kid you not, Skynet God. has a couple uh, things, but it blew my mind because they must have people that just literally monitor Twitter, not only for any ads or mentions, but for any single use of the word Skynet. Now, the 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 one that tends to do most of the replying and commenting is uh, at Skynet underscore TX, and it says it's the Cyberdyne Systems Artificial Intelligence Twitter agent. <laughs> and, I mean, it's it, – it, honest to God, it's a lot of fun. So what I want you to do from our Digital Soup account, All right, just to see if here. this works – Okay, we've got, got our we, we've got our post, you know, uh, with the podcast. So let's let's send them a message and say um, something to the effect of Skynet. Can you help us prove something uh, on our show and in the link to the show? Wait, am I and direct messaging them or am I just posting just, it on just, our feed? Just just write the make a make a Twitter message and just say, "Okay, Skynet, help us prove that you're out there." That proves Sounds like you're <laughs> typing furiously. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now watch. So we'll do all this and it won't actually come through. But um, put that out there and then just link our show to that. So he know, doesn't have our, to, does he have to do at Skynet underscore TX or anything like that? I don't think so because I didn't. And I know a lot of other people didn't. And they just seem to find stuff in like drop in. Hmm. Like, hey, don't forget about this. And they've... They've actually, I've seen them once I, I started following their Twitter, Twitter account and they don't actually post a lot of original tweets. They, they actually just do a lot of replying and, 
um, at messages to people who have mentioned Skynet. And it, it mm. says right in a pin, a pin tweet right on top of their page, it says to contact us, just say, okay, Skynet to your toaster followed by your message. Details will be transmitted directly to Cyberdyne HQ. But I think they, they must do something uh, to monitor it because well, yeah, they, it, they have it to have some type of crawler because cool. I could not believe that there are actually humans sitting there just monitoring I know, it every was, tweet. But it was... It was so funny, and then it, it's uh, it's pretty funny because they've got a really good sense of humor. Because when I wrote back to him, I was like, "Holy crap!" You know, they're watching, and they're like, "Well, you squidgy humans need a little bit of help sometime." And you know, they <laughs> they make comments like that, and they they're sticking to the character. But um, cool. I mean, they've got posts out there about you know their drone team for the Super Bowl. Don't be afraid and oh, you know, stuff awesome. like that. So it, okay. it's awesome. What, so. what was that? You know, it's interesting. I, I I just looked up Miles Dyson. You guys remember from Terminator 2? Oh, oh yeah, Dyson. right. There's right, like a whole right. ton of guys that are saying they're Miles Dyson, <laughs> yeah. director of special projects at Cyberdyne Systems, original yep. inventor of the neural net processor. Oh, this is just great. Well, I'm the T800. <laughs> I just never told you guys that. <laughs> now uh, I did post that, Dave. It is up that. there, and we will see. What, what is happens. the link you put? Digitalsoup.podcast.com. Oh my gosh! Yes, I did. What, put, what link? I, I put the wrong quickly. thing. Delete that tweet and redo the same thing with how, our actual link. But anyways, how, how put this out there. Now next week, <laughs> next week we'll see what happens with it because if it doesn't happen during the show, even while we're recording here. So I just thought that was interesting. It really blew my mind that I mean, obviously there are crawlers and things that they can use to just kind of scour for any instance uh, a use of that that word but coming out of the blue I, I was talking i think it was a photography conversation actually with someone big surprise there but um and it just popped in in the random like oh you squidgy humans or whatever and i was like okay this is crazy so what do they awesome. mean by squidgy humans i'm not enjoying this uh like, calling me well because they're hard-edged machine you know they're they're the future <laughs> so so uh, dave uh, just a quick question here yeah. Um, how's your throat? My throat? Yeah, is it kind of sore? It's all right. Ah, Sipping I just wanted, a little coffee. Yeah, little uh, in some halls I see there. I see uh, a couple of empty halls wrappers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those were from when I had my cold a few weeks ago. Oh, that's from a few I weeks just, ago? I, uh, well, the coffee's from fresh. 33 minutes ago. No, the picture is from tonight. The Hall's wrappers <laughs> are from a few weeks ago. I, I posted uh, a Mondays are a good day again for me, and I, oh. I threw a picture up on my desk <laughs> getting ready to record, so he's uh, he's making fun of me. Gotcha. I thought maybe I you were looked... watching him through his webcam or something like that. <laughs> so, oh, I, yeah. I was like, I don't even Creepy have a business webcam. going on here. <laughs> What's this yeah, happening? See, what are I, you staring? Uh, Dang you, Skynet! <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I activated his um, Xbox One, uh, what do you call that thing? <laughs> The uh, whatever. the thing with the, the 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 what you wave in front of it and it has a camera. The camera. <laughs> I don't have one. An Xbox even. Okay, but what, what was that thing called? <laughs> it's really hard to activate something. Why is my brain not working? It was the uh, the thing that the motion sensor. It's just the bar wand. Oh my god! <laughs> I know what you're talking know. about. But people are know. people are going to be messaging us. You idiot! I'm just you call I'm just letting you flail right. for a while because uh, I can't remember either. But Xbox 360. Wow, this is bad. People are listening. Going, mm. <laughs> what are these idiots? Connect sensor. <laughs> well, connect. Yeah, games, the connect. Right? Uh, okay. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> some games. Glad we got that cleared <laughs> up. We're on games. I know. 
I mentioned, uh, what was it, two episodes ago, an episode ago, that I had started playing The Last of Us. I have not had a chance to get back in there. But oh, I thought you were going to say you completed this... it. Sorry. No, I wish. I, I, I need to get some time. I'm a little bit behind on some of my video work for my uh, YouTube channel. And I, I shot um, a special little thank you video for the Vanguard company that I just won that free camera bag from. So mm-hmm. uh, I had a little bit of extra footage to, to go through there. But... Um, I have been playing a little bit when I'm laying in bed at night or, you know, anytime I got a few minutes to, to kill a little Toilet. app that reminded me, <laughs> you never know, but, uh, <laughs> as we mentioned in previous episodes, I'm quick. So, um, but no, a little app that was a throwback to our, you know, discussions. We, we all are Nintendo fans and especially the, the older style games. And Jason, you were familiar more with the original games, but I picked up the app for free, which is the game, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is that? That's uh, they call it a tactical strategy. Yeah, tactical. Yeah, strategy RPG type. Blah blah. Something blah. like that. Yeah, and it, you know, it's I. I'll I'll be very open. I stink at those kind of games. I'm just horrible. And but they're kind of. It's just kind of fun to jump into for a little bit. You know, five minutes here, ten minutes there, and you know, play around with it a little bit. But it seems like this game actually has quite a few features in it there's a lot you can do as far as you know head-to-head battles there's a story mode and if i remember right what i saw in the app description when i downloaded it there's something like 60 to 100 or more different um heroes that that you're supposed to go through and and try and unlock through this this game and looking at it and the, the playing of it for it just kind of blew my mind because on a on a simple little app game how fully fleshed out they're starting to make some of these app games oh i know i mean it's it's, it's crazy <laughs> well uh the number one mobile uh gaming device right now is smartphones i mean it I blows away it. i mean the nintendo uh what are they up to now is it still the ds yeah it's still the ds it'll be the switch as soon as that comes out um and playstation still has their Vita or Oh, v- Vito, Vita. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know either, unfortunately. But I mean, those are the two big consoles, uh, portable systems, and I mean, they're blown away by. I mean, just Apple alone blows them away. But the add Android in there, it's just there are more people that play games on those mobile platforms than even all the consoles. They said uh, I, I don't hmm. have the article in front of me, but it is the number one gaming platform right now. Well, it makes uh, really? sense. More people have smartphones yeah. than anything. Everybody else. has one. I mean, even yeah. even you know, my great 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 grandfather, uh, um, uh, Buford T. Hart, um, ha- you know, has a smartphone. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, they Buford? are. Yeah, Buford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's yeah. almost. I was uh, I was trying to think of an old Southern name, and what, what's more old and Southern than uh, Buford? I don't know. I went straight to Back to the Future on that one, though. That, that's Buford, a, uh, Tannen. Uh, Buford Mad Dog Tannen. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what I was going to say is, I mean, have you guys played Super Mario Run yet? I know I've mentioned it to you in the past. No, I have not. not. I have not. And you said nope. no to Adam? Yep. Oh, it is actually very good. I mean, my wife, uh, you know, tried playing it a little bit, and she's like, you can't go left. I mean, it, it just goes right the whole time, and you're, you tap the screen to jump. There's special blocks and stuff that if you walk on them, it stops you so you can like line up specific jumps or see like a hard obstacle ahead of you. 
Um, you can double tap to get higher. Uh, there's blocks that you can hit that'll actually make you go left until you hit something and then come back. But you don't have like standard controls, you know, you know, where you, you can go back and forth up and down. It's all going right. And, you know, unless you hit those special blocks. So she didn't like it. I mean, it was, it's, it, and it is a little jarring at first when you're so used to every Mario game that's ever been created. You, you have full control of Mario. Here you don't. He's going right and you're trying to go through the, uh, the different levels. Awesome level design. Really great level design. Spot on Mario sounds. I mean, all the sounds are 100% authentic. Well, it's straight from Nintendo, but 100% authentic. I mean, it, yeah, the graphics are great, especially if you have a retina display, um, iPad or iPhone, which I believe both mm-hmm. of you have sixes or something. So they're definitely retinas. And, uh, it, it's a great game, but again, that's showing you how good these, um, you know, mobile games are becoming. I mean, I've played a lot of great mobile games, you know, just high quality RPGs, everything. Like, uh, on my channel there, Dave, you remember me doing that, uh, Legends of, uh, Grimrock? I think it was called Legends of Grimrock it- 2 or Lock, Grimrock. Grimrock. Yeah, I remember you doing it, and I remember you mispronouncing the name in the video, and I can't yeah. remember oh, which yeah, way let's was the point, right way. Let's point that out. Right? <laughs> but I got, I got, I got the iOS version of the original just as good. It, it's, it's, it's really? so cool to be able to have these full-on games like this um, on a portable. I mean, you don't need a a switch on the go, which although it looks really cool, you know, it's way more powerful than this. But the graphics on iOS devices, you you think about this. This is way better than a PlayStation One. Um, yep. it's probably better than a PlayStation Two. You know, if I'm it looking beats at the Atari for sure. What? Well, which one? Not the Jaguar. Twenty six hundred. Oh, okay. Barely, maybe. Because the Jaguar <laughs> had like two awesome games, so you can't even step on that. Hmm. Troy Aikman football, the bomb. No, it was it was probably the worst football game I've ever played. <laughs> but let me let me get off my uh, iOS and mobile gaming uh, soapbox here, and let's go back to Dave. Tell us a little bit more about uh, the Fire Emblem. Well, I don't know. You're you're a little bit more of an expert on the. Oh, the thank game you, and everything. Thank no. you. <laughs> yes, right. But no, on, on the Fire. Don't Emblem have stop series, believing, buddy. He's he's a great listener too. <laughs> Exactly. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I I, uh, I didn't have. I remember seeing the title back in the the Nintendo days, and you know, I always looked at them. But I, I've never been very good at them. They're the type of games that I've always thought looked interesting, but I've never been able to just really get the hang of them. And this one, I, I just jumped in. And it seems like story wise, you're kind of the. Um, the hero that they've summoned to help save all of them, because apparently there's one major villain that has kind of, uh, I don't want to say enslaved, but somehow binded all of the other heroes in this game's universe to her via some sort of contract. So I know, at least as far as I am now, you're going through and kind of freeing up countries and worlds you're jumping between, and to free the heroes from the, the control of this main villain um, you have to basically beat him in battle and so that's that's what you're doing and not a ton of story because i mean i don't know how much story you can expect really but even though they're definitely getting better but i i've kind of just been skipping through stuff and just playing a little battle sequences and and having a little fun with it but 
the the graphics and everything i mean it it looks better than what i remember seeing on like the uh, Nintendo DS or oh, it, it's got to be the those. the resolution on the Nintendo DS was actually right. the original was actually the 3DS they really upped the the resolution but yeah the original right. DS which the fire emblems were on was right. pretty horrific now the one thing i was asking you about but you haven't got far enough into it and that mm-hmm. was one of the things i remembered about the DS versions was one of your characters you have a party of like four or whatever one of right. your characters dies he is mm-hmm. gone he, it's it's perma death, right. and then you have to pull from your pool of um, other adventurers. So mm-hmm. you might have you might you know be eight hours in, and you might have this guy up to level fifteen with tons of spells and some good armor. Right. He's dead. Now you got to bring in that level two. So what this right. is doing is it's it's making you maybe switch guys out, you know, every once in a while, and building building them all up so they get close to the same level. Uh, you know, right. so you're not, you know, later on in the game and all of a sudden, oh man, my, my, my healer, my, my, my 37 healer just died. And now I'm, I'm farther into the game and now I got a level two healer. <laughs> what is right. a level two right. healer going to do for level 37 characters? Nothing. Right. And is that's, that- I, I haven't run into any of that yet, but like I said, I'm only, I mean, I'm a very, very casual player of this game, but I thought it was really cool because it, it kind of reminded me of, of having the ability to sit down at the old consoles and play some of those awesome games. I just mm-hmm. haven't dove too deep into it yet, but um, I mean, the story I'm, I'm looking at on their, on their website basically, and I'll link that. We'll, we'll have that in the show notes for you guys, which also has the links to um, grab it. It's a free app game in both the, the Google play store and the app store, iOS app store um, available on both iOS and Android, of course. And what it says though, it's uh Actually, I wish I could do that that guy's voice for the the movie trailers, you know, because it, it starts out with that with that sentence: "A world with two kingdoms." <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, the Emblem Emblem Empire, which wishes to rule all worlds, and the Askrin Kingdom, which stands in its way. Uh, Did you say a- ass cream? <laughs> no, I said. <laughs> I most certainly did not. So I said, which one of these characters has the roids? Is what I'm wondering. Oh, it's man. like, oh, it's soothing. It, it, it's cool. Oh, it just puts out the fire. Oh, man. I, when I have oh, a flare-up, I definitely cannot have Mexican. Oh. I no, had Mexican I, I last s- night. Her name was Consuela. Oh, oh no geez. no no! Off the rails. <laughs> anyway, what else? Reel it back in. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, yeah, it's it's it sounds good. I mean, you're kind of just brought in. Uh, you call up heroes from all the different games, which is kind of cool because I'm sure a lot of people that have followed it, they have favorites and, and characters from the different games and, and people like that. So mm-hmm. check out the website, see what you think. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a yeah, ton I'm, of I'm, other I've, games. I've downloaded it. I'll probably give it a try tonight. Now, um. The three of us, uh, our listeners might not know this, but I believe all three of us are over 35 now, right? Am I correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and in our youth, we were pretty big gamers. I mean, I believe all of us played a lot of games when we were in our early 20s and stuff. Right. What do you think, though? If we were to look back, we look back at the games we were playing when we were, say, let's go 25, because we were, you know, we were... Yeah, out of college, we could, you know, we had some money, we were buying games. Um, do you think that if we were 25 today, these games 
we would be going more crazy over these games today over what we had back then? Or do you think we were in the best time for gaming back then? I mean, graphics are not always the, the end all be all, of course. Uh, so right. that's, you know, you can't compare, you know, something from 20 years ago to today. But, uh, well, however, my math is not working very well 10 years ago <laughs> to today. But, uh, you know, I, I'm just wondering if I had the time to play some of these games today, mm-hmm. would, would I be like, my mind be blowing, uh, blowing? Like, I know that <laughs> I talked about the, the Phantom Pain, uh, oh, the, well. latest, the latest Metal Gear Solid. That yeah. game was amazing. If you know, I, I had the time to play it, I would play that. But, you know, as a 46-year-old adult with responsibilities and a lot of obligations, especially, you know, now we have all these extra ones that we're doing right now, um, right. there's just not a whole lot of time for gaming. So, I mean, what do you guys think? Back then, better? Or do you, would we rather be 25 today and play these games? Well, I could go back to being 25 does or but it has to do with gaming. That's to see. Yeah, gaming uh, only. Not nothing else. <laughs> no, no, no. Going back to the future. Going back to the past and just reliving and changing everything. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, I'd kill I, Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ten years. I'd go back ten years. <laughs> Shoot, back, someone back beat me to it. Twenty aught seven. I think there's probably. Some a lot of the newer games now that I'm I'm really liking I think and I'd be blown away by the graphics and and I think Skyrim like was one of the first ones that came out of the newer generation games that really uh, captured my attention as far as I couldn't believe how much content there was in the game like there's always something to do right and just seeing games expand more more open world games than they ever had before um, yeah that's I think that's pretty cool I do think though there is something to a lot of those retro games where um, they weren't easy to beat. They were mm-hmm. chal- they were more challenging to some extent. I mean, you go back to the original eight bit Nintendo and look at the uh, like Final Fantasy and you know Dragon Warrior and things like that, where it was mm-hmm. Punch Out, you know things like that, where it's yeah. it's not easy to beat. You'd really have to put in the time to get it. You know, right, right now it's a lot of these games. It's like oh, you can't find you can't go that way. You know, things like that. It's like oh. I don't need you to hold my hand so much, but well, take a look at the the games of today. I mean, you you do have infinite tries. I mean, you have infinite saves, right. save positions, mm-hmm. infinite tries. I remember back in the eight bit Nintendo days where you had three lives to complete that game, and if you didn't complete it in those three lives, you had to start mm-hmm. completely over again. Right. Yeah. And that right. that was a challenge, and that was frustrating as heck. As all I agree. get That's out why that- as. The Konami code was so popular. Oh, yeah. Right. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, start. Did I say it right? I think up, so. I think you down, forgot. Down. I think there's, there's an extra B-A. B-A, B-A, Badass Baracus. Yeah, because there's two characters, right? So two B-A's. That's how I always remembered it. There's the first and second player, both a couple of... I don't want to cuss, but... Yeah, you guys remember um, the game genie? Yeah. Oh yeah, I never had one. I always wanted I, one, but I, yeah, I never I had, had one. one too. But. I had uh, I had the um, uh, it wasn't called Game Genie. Remember, I had it on the uh, PlayStation One, uh, Dave. Maybe Adam remembers it. Mm. But remember, it went in the back, and you could you yeah. put the codes in and stuff. Um, it went into uh, I don't even know Can't what kind of socket a- it was. It was almost like a cereal socket. 
right. uh, that was on the back of it. But some uh, crazy like sixteen pin connector. I yeah, remember, and yeah. it but it wasn't called the Game Genie. It was another no. brand of it out there. But uh, quickly, Game Shark. Know, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was a Game Shark. Yeah, that um, could be. Game uh, Shark. none of us can play this because none of us have a PS4. But I actually watched a playthrough. Well, mostly the playthrough. I watched a lot of. You know, the early stuff skipped to the middle, but then I watched like the last half hour of this game blew me away. Graphics, story, music, um, just the emotion that it dragged out of me. Uh, it, you know, and I'm a pretty heartless soul, but I almost teared up at the end. <laughs> it was, it's called The Last Guardian. Have you guys heard about this? No. No. All right. Uh, check it out. Uh, you know, YouTube it tonight. Uh, the 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 one I watched was PewDiePie playing it. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, don't let your kids watch it because PewDiePie has a little bit of a putty mouth. But uh, <laughs> the game, <laughs> the game is it just you got to watch the ending. If you just type in, you know, the Last Guardian ending and just watch the ending because none of us own a PS4. None of us are going to probably play this game. You need to watch this ending. It is it is a very good ending to a game. The last game that I thought that had an ending that blew me away, do you remember uh, Super Metroid? Yeah. Yeah, do you guys remember how that game ended? Uh, okay, I'm going to put a spoiler tag here for people who haven't played this yet, even though this game came out 30 years ago. But uh, skip ahead another uh, two minutes into this program if you do not want to know what I'm going to say. But remember, it had uh, at the very end the whatever the bad guy was. I can't remember what his name was at the end. It was draining all your power. It was killing you. All of a sudden, that Metroid that you saved from Planet Z or whatever it was called. Oh yeah, that's right. Comes that's right. and gets on top of you and transfers all its power to you. And as it's slowly trying to move away. The bad guy killed it. And then yep. you go into full on Wookiee seeing Han Solo die mode. And uh, <laughs> you're powered up at that point with some super blasters. Uh, I, I'm serious. I mean, uh, uh, Samus yeah. had some super blasters. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounded like, too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Word for Word for sound. <laughs> if that's even a thing it is now yeah, but as uh, but guys as a Forrest Gump would say that's all I'll say about that so <laughs> we can go on to the next thing <laughs> absolutely so well, well I don't know uh, we had one item that, that kind of popped up for me that I wanted to, to talk about this week because I, I, I saw it and I, I kind of got really excited about it and I thought this is really really cool because Growing up, I shouldn't say growing up, um, maybe 10 years ago or so, I remember, you know, the, the, the whole idea of digital photo frames was kind of this big deal, you know, mm -hmm. and I have one still, I don't use it. It's sitting on a, on a desk somewhere upstairs and not even turned on, which is dumb of me. It works perfectly fine, but, <laughs> um, I just don't even think to use it, but I remember when I got it, I loved it, and it sat on my desk at work, and I was putting new pictures on it all the time. Probably had a beautiful I, IPS display too, right? Oh yeah, not not so much, but um, <laughs> but I saw this little item. It's called the Loop. Mm -hmm. Have you guys seen this? Uh, after you told me it's about it, it's called the Loop. I, yes, it's called the Loop. <laughs> it's called the Loop. 
Dang it. It's, wow, it's that's a lot of plug-in you just did there. Uh, but yeah, Dave. What, what um, happened? <laughs> when you uh, Skynet, Skynet. When you uh, told right. me about this, um, <laughs> I definitely uh, checked this out, and uh, uh-huh. you were right. This is one awesome piece of uh, equipment here. Okay. This is I'm right just up looking my at alley. this for the first time. Tell me about it, because I don't know anything about it. Well, it's it's basically the easiest way to put it is kind of a a new twist on the classic digital photo frame with a ton of new features, um, including um, not just photos but videos you can video chat uh, on a wi-fi connected display so say you had one for your parents and you had one of these devices in your home uh, you or your kids or whoever could call up to the grandparents and, and video conference video chat right there um, it will actually go and grab photos whether you want to keep private channels or you want it to grab stuff off of places like facebook instagram dropbox uh, a lot of those types of places, so you don't even have to, you know, deal with, you know, plugging in cards and, and everything else. See, so can your grandparents actually see all the photos on your feed? Well, only what you share. It doesn't. It doesn't That'd be great. do it. It's like, oh, yeah. there's Beatrice partying really hard again. <laughs> yeah. hey, when did you get that tattoo? No. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it looks like you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do. You you can looks like it. Uh, connects via app on on your phone um to i mean all sorts of services Flickr. i mean just about anywhere you okay. can think of so this and has a does it have a camera on the front i that's what I, i'm trying to it, look it, and it see must since it, it does video conferencing it must yeah it says uh you can create private channels and i'm, I'm looking to see but it is what's kind of crazy about it is yeah it looks like video chat it must have something right there because it just says turn the dial and stay connected by video chat between two loops or between a smartphone and a loop device. So if you have the app, you could, you know, you could give these, one of these to say your parents and you have the app on your phone and connect to theirs right through like FaceTime almost. But hmm. what's really kind of cool, uh, it, it allows you to play YouTube videos, everything, but it actually has some old style analog feel to it where to to jump through the different channels where you've got your photos set up or videos or whatever else it's actually just got a couple knobs and dials or there's one knob that lets you quickly skip through photos and videos it says and uh, another knob that's like the old time channel dials that would click you know on an on an analog tv if if anyone remembers what those are i, um, I yeah. do yes i'm sure yep. you guys don't <laughs> i mean you I, I do i had one and then the handle broke off so i had a pair of pliers i would use to reach in that thing and turn oh, yeah. the channel oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i was but the it, remote when i was a kid yeah so exactly. go change the channel yep and so hey, we this, actually this had device, a tv so with this, a wired remote I'm not even kidding you. There wired? were TVs that had wired remotes. Big huh. old long wire with the remote on the end and you set it on your end table. Yeah. This was this was pre, you know, wireless with RF and, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Direct right. uh, beaming and stuff. Yeah. Wired Jeez. remotes. You are old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my TV <laughs> Now, I did want to just point out real fast uh, to Adam because he's so concerned about, you know, 
his Nazi pictures getting to his parents. Oh, right. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Here's a picture can, of my cheeseburger. <laughs> it, 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 it's fully integrated with Dropbox, so you can create a Dropbox folder, uh, say, oh, shared cool. with pa- shared with parents, and right. anything you drop into there will then display on their unit. So you know, as long as you're not a fool and drop in your... Uh, you know your wedding night pictures. You can go ahead and uh, you know protect. <laughs> Plus, you your, shouldn't uh, have any. Yeah. Well, it was a know, sacred look- evening. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't like to uh, can't well, even. <laughs> well, well, you know, Dave's a photographer, so you know he he likes to capture the memories of everything. Yeah, yeah he's right. A, a boudoir, boudoir. What do they pronounce that? Yeah. Boudoir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. No. I'm not so much. That's that's one area of photography I have never explored. I've never quite oh, really? felt comfortable doing. So it. you have taken pictures of your dumps because you said there's only one no. area you haven't explored. No, I said. But the dump said, pictures one you have. Area. No, I don't actually. But <laughs> so let me get this straight. Just bringing us back to reality here for a right, second. Right. So. For non-technical folks, yeah. first of all, it looks like, and this actually does look really cool, that it's a really nice display. Once you mm-hmm. get it set up on the wireless, you could actually manage it for your, your yep. whoever has it. Like if you have your parents or something like that and you just, here's the frame, I gotcha, and then right. I'll control the content that goes in there. Yep. That'd be kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's completely wireless. Uh, it runs on rechargeable batteries. There's even a handle on the back so they can carry this room to room. They could have family and friends over there be like, Oh, look at our new baby, our grand, right. grandbaby, whatever, and set it in the middle of the table and everybody can take a look at it. Now, uh, for those, uh, of you out there that are really into, um, you know, the, the, the statics of Apple hardware, I mean, I'm looking at this and it, it kind of looks a little Apple-esque. Uh, you know, the design, yeah, I, I it seems see like that. something they might have done and they're probably kicking themselves for not doing it, I bet, because they like to try yeah. to capture every, you know, technological avenue they could. Do they have an app that like, let's say you didn't buy one of these and you just wanted to use your 10 inch or 7 inch Android or something like that. Do they have an actual app that could do the same thing? Like display you the know, photos and I mean, it's a good question. It's all software driven. Right. I, it that's looks a, like they a, don't because they're they're well, trying to sell some hardware here. Yeah. I mean that's kind of kind of the idea behind um, what did Apple I think set it up a, a couple of years ago um, with the what do they call it photo stream yeah or something like that and so you can do that and, and add people but they've got to also have that same iOS device or whatever I, I've never I think I, I've never used it or Mac OS you know or Mac yeah yeah, yeah. I've. Well, I've there, just never used it. The only reason I ask, the more I look at this, the more it looks like somebody just took an iPad and glued it onto a box. <laughs> so, I mean, it looks really cool, but at the same time, you know, it's there's, it's it's not like there's any kind of new technology in there. It's just that they've no. they've put it into something that's really really easy for the end user, which is I applaud that. I think that's kind of cool, and I could definitely mm-hmm. see how this could be usable. I'm just curious, uh, you know, if, if you already had a tablet, it would be really awesome to. If you can right. use it for something like this too, without having to buy anything additional, yeah, I mean it's it's definitely one of those cases of you know completely simple idea. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at it and you kind of kick yourself and say, "Is this really the first or the the best one of this kind out there?" But you know, you, you run into that idea like, "Well, I could do that with just a couple tablets," and it's like, "Well." But you haven't yet, <laughs> you right? Know? Exactly, and and it's it's just one of those things. Like I'm sure there are ways to do stuff like this, but I think that's part of the appeal with this thing is just the 
the look of it, the fact it kind of has this retro yeah. feel. Um, well, the way it, they've got it placed, like, and it's on some of the photos and stuff, it's, yeah. it's very elegant. You wouldn't be able to pull yep. that off with just like a tablet or something. Right. Like it's so. very clean. The addition of the knobs, I think, and the, the nice leather strap handle on the back, I think that's what really kind of makes it. It's kind of a weird thing because it, it looks retro, mm-hmm. but it also looks like Jetsons. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's a good like, way to put it. Like retro space age technology that they used to portray mm-hmm. back then. I don't know. I, I really dig the look of it. But what is the it, little switch on the back, though? Have you seen? I was looking at that. There's a little tiny. Looks like a, your power. Receptacle. Is that just your power on and off? Or? Yeah, maybe how oh, you maybe charge it. The charger, probably. That, that could yeah. be. Yeah. It okay. probably has like one of those magnetic chargers <laughs> right in there. <laughs> yeah, probably just sucks it right up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, no, that's was, a cool product. I would. I, yeah. yeah. And what I was going to say, Dave, is I mean, you're absolutely correct. I mean, can you do this with just any regular tablet? Yeah, I mean, you can do FaceTime, you can do Skype, you know, if you have regular mm-hmm. tablets. But what I think this is this is possibly being aimed more for is not those people that, you know, already have the tablet stuff. This is for those people, uh, right. young and old, that just are not right. into the tech. They don't have tablets. Yep. They don't ever think they're going to need it. But they would love something that would give new pictures instantly from family and friends or right. where they can chat easily without having to go through configuring Skype. Um, yep. you know, yep. uh, you know, FaceTime is, you know, you don't really even have to configure that, but Skype, you do, you have to create accounts, you have to, mm-hmm. you know, go in there and do all the different types of settings and stuff where well, this is very simple for the non-technical people. And, yep. uh, you know, Can't and we, we, we all know those people, not, not that there's anything wrong with it. You know, they just, you know, they just, right. they're not into the gear like we are. Right. Gotcha. And at two two forty nine for one of these devices, I mean. That's that's less. That's like half the price of an iPad. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's that's, that's pretty cool. I, I think this yeah. is a good product. Yeah, for six hundred bucks, you can get three of them. Uh, give two to you know, you know, say your parents and one to your grandparents. You know, and you can have three way chats. I'm, I'm assuming you can do three way since they're offering you to buy three at a discount. Yeah, I don't know. Be interesting to see if anybody from Loop happens to be listening and they want to send a few over. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just three. Oh, sorry. You're serious? We we'd get three. You know, we could test it out. Oh yeah, yeah. I would love. To I'd, test. I'd be uh, I'd be happy to to help out there if they're if they're interested. Just in case any of you listeners have a contact, <laughs> you never Perfect. know. But oh yeah, send send them our way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it too. The one interesting thing that the they have to be just Photoshop pictures into there because oh yeah, the the, the section that is talking about video chatting at home. And they're showing the woman in her kitchen, um, and there's a guy down in the corner. Yeah, well, she looks like she's maybe stirring some food or whatever. Not the one on the left. I'm talking the one on the right. Oh yeah. As a photographer, me, I'm looking at this thing and I'm going, "Holy mackerel! That thing has must have an amazing camera as long as you've got light because it is doing a phenomenal job of keeping her just in sharp, sharp focus mm-hmm. and you know shooting wide open, blowing that background out. It's nice and blurry. I mean, it looks like. <laughs> cooking channel you know tv quality you know it's like well, and she's talking to, she's talking to somebody device. that has like a chalkboard or something in the back right he's in he's in the whiteboard that's maybe her husband at work yeah. finishing up yeah you can I'll tell it's right fake home, you can tell honey. it's fake because they're both happy yeah and they're and both smiling know- <laughs> but neither are talking <laughs> and did you notice i believe both of these two are emily smith but on the left she forgot her glasses <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, maybe she just had to take them off for when she was reading a recipe or put them on for reading yeah. or something. I know if I get this $250 device, I'm going to hold it above my stove as I cook. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, though. I have a, a good friend of mine. He um, He's into cooking. He's into tech a ton. And he... I went down, we, we stopped at his place, uh, not this past Christmas, but the year before we were down to go watch a Vikings game. And he had this set up in his kitchen where he had this like, uh, real cool modern looking bamboo, um, iPad display stand. Mm-hmm. And it, it had, you know, allowed for a couple different viewing angles. And he had that thing set up in his kitchen with some other tech type screen that he had. I don't know what it was. And he was flipping through the recipe and doing this and doing that right there over his stove, over the sink. He brought it wherever he was going. And just going to town, he was cooking, trying out some kind of gourmet cooking oh, recipe. Sure. And, cool. and if if you're not afraid to go bring your you know $600 iPad in the kitchen, mm-hmm. I mean. Why not? Well, you got a leather strap. You could just dangle it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> not dongle, dangle. Yeah. I was I was reading some more on here, and we just had yeah. two of our questions answered here. It Perfect. says, just turn the dial and stay connected by video chat between two loops. So you can't do okay. three ways. So between two one loops on or between a smartphone and a loop. So that yep. answered Adam's question. Um, yep. And when it says smartphone, I'm assuming it's smartphone slash, uh, you know, tablet because, you know, you can right. have an iPad or a, you know, Android tablet. So, yeah, you can do that. So for right. everybody cool. out there that was so curious, hmm. we have now answered Oh, cool. It looks like you could actually use Flickr as a source as well. Yep. I wonder if you could just have it pull in just Flickr content. Well, yeah, it looks like when you go through, um, you can set it up to just select your source and then you choose the content and the channel will show up right on the loop device. That's pretty And awesome. so even like your Facebook, it looks like you can go in there, you select the source being Facebook and then you tell it what content you want it to put sure. up there. So maybe you've got an album right on Facebook of kids or whatever you know sure and um feed up what you want it's a pretty cool device i thought you know well really... how is this any better than my 640 by 480 that i have to manually plug into oh. a usb port and then try to get my pictures the right size and port them over and have them look <laughs> choppy how is this any hmm. different well, oh when it's you put it different. like that I mean... <laughs> probably, probably a little better quality i'll buy one yeah i mean i'm looking at this i'm thinking disclaimer this... i'll buy one maybe yeah this would be cool maybe like call hey, me, uh, maybe Dave, Dave, we've been, yeah. uh, we've talked about it before on the podcast here and stuff. And we've talked mm-hmm. in, you know, real life about this too. Right. Uh, you know, my wife, she's, you know, she's trying to, you know, follow you in Adam's, uh, footsteps and get into the photography <laughs> business. She, she really wants to take pictures of kids, you know, help, you know, do that type of family photos and that kind of stuff. And right. uh, she's learning software, learning her camera. And, uh, you know, me, I've, uh, just got into, you know, doing the podcasts, uh, doing, you know, my video channel, uh, you have your video channel and stuff, but got a mm-hmm. lot of questions though. And uh, I wish there was, you know, a source out there to where I could actually possibly like type in photography or type in, you know, video, uh, production and watch some, uh, you know, maybe some videos, some, uh, instructional videos or something on that. Is there anything like that? Hmm. It's funny you should ask. <laughs> well, there's YouTube. <laughs> yeah, there's YouTube. I, I, then that's what I've used. I've used a lot of YouTube uh, to learn how to use Audacity, use Filmora. Mm-hmm. Those are the two I use. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I'm just wondering if there's like 
almost like it sounds like online you're looking classes. for an actual training site. Well, yeah, there is. There's a couple of them out there. What? Well, one one that is very popular with <laughs> photographers, at least, and actually anyone in a lot of different fields. But um, Lynda.com, L-Y-N-D-A.com, mm-hmm. they're very popular for stuff. Yep, I've heard but, of them before. I've never done yep. anything on them. And and I think usually they give you like a, a five day trial or something to check them out, something like that. But you pay for everything on their um course menu if you will um the one that i love and and i've used it a ton they and they have classes on everything i'm looking at their website now photo and video art and design music and audio craft and maker which could be anything from scrapbooking to you know you name it um building wicker chairs who knows and then even like money and life coaching things like that and that is the creative live website um creativelive.com this is really cool because they do obviously have classes that you have to purchase you know so if you're looking in say photography you're going to look through and you're going to see they've got a ton of different material out there now the big difference and the reason that i tell people to look at something like this versus strictly just youtube even though youtube you can get some really really good material out there still and you know anybody can put it up but the danger is you never quite know if what they're telling you is like legitimate or if it's just you know some guy recording you know in his basement like um yeah next time you're gonna just click uh over here <laughs> and uh you know it could be just that kind of a thing and not a professional level instructor and with creative live they're bringing in industry professionals in all of these different fields and putting it out there but what's cool is you can go in every single day and they've always got live classes you can watch for free. So you just hit the little on-air button, and that's free. Whatever they happen to be airing, um, you can just choose from it, pop it up. It just starts streaming, you know, right there. Um, you know, right now I'm just looking at it. They've got a, a photo and video class on 50 tips, tricks, and thoughts. They've got 28 days of portrait photography up. They've got classes on how to do hand lettering. I mean, all kinds of different stuff. So this, um, uh, definitely, I'm going to get my wife to go to this now. Have you actually I, watched any of these? Oh, yeah. I, I've watched quite a few. And, and every year they do, I forget when it is. I want to say it was in December, January. But once a year, maybe twice a year, they do what's called Photography Week. And so they'll actually have a full a full week going and all day long they'll have classes streaming that are just photography related and hmm. they, they kind of take everything and go just photography. Now, the other cool thing about this, I mean, if if you're going to watch it live, it's free. If you want to go in and you see a class from someone that you've you've seen and you like their style, you can actually go in and, and buy those classes. Some of them aren't cheap. I mean, they they are a little spendy, you know, but it gives you the ability to watch it anytime, you know, anywhere you want, like Linda would do. You know, you kind of, you don't, you can't own it and sell it, but you own it. You can watch it across devices, anything else. But they recently came out with a app for your smartphone or tablet or anything else, and the app is free. And the cool thing about it is that, um, every single day you can choose one class out of the catalog and watch mm-hmm. for free. Oh, um, really? So it, it doesn't have to necessarily be just what's on air at the moment. You know, it, you can actually go in and choose a class on whatever topic you want and watch that one class they're, for free every single catalog? day. full catalog? That's what I, I believe it's, if it's not the full catalog, it's the majority of it. Um, I'm going to pull it up on my phone here because I believe I still well, have I was, it, but it is. You know, it, 
you know, if that's the case there, I mean, what what is the incentive then to actually subscribe or purchase? Because here's my rationale here. How often are you going to have time to watch more than one? I mean, I could imagine every day you watch in one, so you're going to watch the majority of their entire catalog for free. So mm -hmm. what is the incentive to actually purchase them then? Well, because the next day that video is gone. Um, so I, from what I understand anyways, the oh, it's next a one, day... So your account, it removes it from your account, and you'll never be able to watch mm -hmm. it a second time. Unless you buy it, yeah. Unless yeah, you choose I mean, it yeah. again the next day, okay. yeah. And, and so that's that's kind of what they do. And it's it's still a really cool way to, to check a lot of things out because there's a lot of videos and, and things that you you may need. To, you're just looking to learn one specific thing or you just need a little inspiration like – uh, say you're doing portrait photography and you need a little inspiration on some posing ideas and things like that. You may not go back and watch that 30 times, you know, mm -hmm. but I know I, I've got some photography videos and DVD sets that I have gone back over the years and I've watched and rewatched and rewatched because you keep learning new things each time you watch it. So mm -hmm. just a really cool way for, you know, any, anybody, I would say any creative, but it's not even just creative. It's, it's really, like I said, anything from money and finance and life. And, you know, if you're into music, whatever it is, they've got everything there. Well, that's what I was going to ask here. I mean, uh, hopefully it's just to sound dumb or not, but I'm not a very uh, mechanical person, never have been, but mm -hmm. I've actually watched some YouTube videos on how to do uh, some specific things like, uh, my lawnmower wouldn't start. What are some of the things that I could do to, you know, uh, oh, yeah. to troubleshoot? How do I brush it? my teeth? How, how do you brush your teeth? I mean, usually I just, you know, pee in my mouth and gargle, but that oh might not God. be the best way <laughs> to oh. brush your teeth. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, now, you know what? Horrible. Astronauts have to drink their urine. There is no reason I can't gargle mine. All right. <laughs> you might want to Google exactly how it's processed before they drink it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's straight from the tap, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, so creativelive.com. Looks creative like they have a lot of courses. Com. Yeah, tons of different stuff. And get the app as well because it's definitely worth it. Well, I th you know what? I think we a, a lot of folks are looking for something free all the time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if you're really, really, if you're if you're really dedicated to your craft, though, sometimes it does pay to to actually right. purchase something. <laughs> it pays to pay <laughs> sometimes if you, if you actually want some really good quality training. So I use, for right. instance, in my audio stuff, I use Reaper as my DAW, my digital audio workstation. Yeah, yeah. I just looked on mm -hmm. CreativeLive.com, and for thirty nine ninety nine, I've I've never found a, a straight manual or well. There's manuals, but I've never found really good classes or anything for right. this. They have a, a huge series, a 17 video series on yeah. using Reaper for 39 bucks. Right. Well, you and could probably cool watch is, one a day for free. Yeah, you could probably go on the app and check them out before you even buy them too. That that's what's really cool about it. I mean, you okay. they they really are killer. I believe Chase Jarvis, he's a photographer and and businessman. I believe he's the one that kind of got this whole creative live thing up and running. Um, I definitely recommend checking out their blog even to follow that because I mean, they're going to have articles about whatever it is you're looking at, you know, from, from all the different classes and little, little things like that. So yeah, it's a really cool site. Kind of gives you that nice mix of the free taste, you know, so to speak and, and see what you like and, you know, pay to play if you want more. So, mm -hmm. um, the nice thing is, though, I mean, that this isn't to, to diss YouTube or, or any of that because I, I certainly as well, you know, I go to YouTube all the time. I love getting free content and seeing what's out there. 
And I mean, I, I have a photography YouTube channel, you know, it's what I do. I don't really necessarily do a how to as much anymore. It's more of kind of taking people along while I'm shooting and I'll explain what I'm doing while I'm there, but it's not a how to, but, um, there's just a difference when you get someone that they're in a, in a professional environment, they've got professional video crews and everything else, you know, everything is just top notch and you've got not only that, but instructors there who are industry leaders, you know, they're, they're very strong in the industry. They're, they're people that you could look at and say, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll learn from that guy. He did the sound editing for the, uh, Star Wars movie, you know, whatever uh-huh. it is, you know, and, and you'll see stuff like that or photography, you know, these people that, oh, this guy shoots for Sports Illustrated and has 59 covers for them in the last two years. Oh, I, I think I could probably learn something from him. So they might have sports some photography. Right, right. <laughs> well, you know, this versus... is definitely something we can include in our show notes and, and kind yep. of point people to. I think it's a great resource. Yeah, and geez, the way we talked about them, they should. You think probably. we were sponsored or something? But <laughs> we, we're not. we just so just... happen to like everything we talk about. Well, it is. I mean, that's that's it, right? I mean, well, we're we... fans of tech, right? right? We're not going to come here Except and Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you know you, or you, Melissa McCarthy. Was... Well, that was just you. You didn't. You didn't like her, right? Yeah. <laughs> you and Adam, your you had... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like that at all. That was uh, disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> gargle the gargle master but uh, <laughs> um, adam you had one thing i know we're we're getting close to the point of needing to wrap up here but before we do that um you had something you had added in the show notes i don't know if you want to cover it now um or if it's a, a bigger topic um that we should look at next week but in regards to crypto locker and ransomware oh sure yeah just uh where I work, we just got hit with it again. And if you're not familiar with what ransomware is, ransomware is like a, it's a class of malware where um, I guess the most common form of it is called CryptoLocker. And there's a lot of different variations of that. But essentially what it does is it starts encrypting all of the files that you've got on your computer. And it'll encrypt, it'll encrypt those using some, some technique. And then, so you can't access them. It renames them. And in every directory, it leaves a little ransom note telling you how to pay them. Usually it's in Bitcoin and they'll, they'll issue you a, a decryption key if you pay up. And so this is really, really tough on businesses that don't have strong disaster recovery or backups. And, um, so we, the, the, we've, I've been hit with two of those attacks. One, well, at work, once at home, one time. That was years, years ago. But um, ah, so you, no. you end up you end up losing gigabytes of data, yeah, and, and having to restore that, and it is just a nightmare to try to deal with because uh, typically in your businesses, when you're connected to the computer network, you also have mapped drives. So you know the users will have their own user drive, or else they'll be connected to like a, a department drive, something like that, and it'll it'll go through and and just systematically start encrypting everything. <laughs> So I have a question for you about that. Um, uh, let's say someone decides to go ahead and, and pay the ransom, essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean... Is there a guarantee they'll unlock it? Yeah. I mean, what are your hopes that you're going to actually get that, that information unlocked? Or are they just going to say, well, actually, now we want this much? <laughs> you know, you know, I, I don't know. It's like saying, do you trust a criminal? Yeah, yeah. Which is no, they're not trustworthy. But I guess right. if there's a reputation that even if you pay, you don't get anything, they'd stop doing it. 
Yeah. Um, I don't Do know. they ask for a, a lot of a lot of money? Are you talking? Or? Yeah, it's in the it's in the thousands. Oh, it's man. in the thousands. Mm-hmm. I think the first time I think we got hit, I think it was like they wanted five thousand dollars or something sure. like that. And I knew another guy that had uh, it hit one of his servers. He was running servers from home, like web servers, and that right. all got encrypted. And that's I think we talked about that on a previous show where yeah, yeah. he ended up using Carbonite to restore everything. Okay, just wipe so it. Yeah, that's it's, right. yeah, it's it's just a huge hassle because, right. and we we can't tell where some of the stuff comes in. Trying to trace where a virus starts is really difficult, yeah. especially if it's been sitting on the system for a long time and just waiting to on a schedule to kick mm. off. Right, you know, it's really tough. So the best thing you can possibly do is have good backups, have good antivirus, anti malware, um, mm-hmm. and just watch what you're doing on the internet. Right, that's, that's the the best thing you can say about it. Because it is it is just a nightmare. If you look up. Um, crypto locker attacks and variations it's it's all over the place they're they're a real real popular attack so well call me call me crazy and paranoid but i don't want to i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to google it because i'm worried that it'll like send a trigger like oh, here's here's somebody that's looking into this let's get to him quick you know <laughs> uh-huh. well hopefully google doesn't do that to you yeah. i'll do, uh-huh. I'll do it for you <laughs> crypto locker just use a uh, use a, a proxy to get around it yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it's exactly something I know how to do. <laughs> let, me, let me get on that while I'm adjusting yeah. my flux capacitor real quick. Perfect. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, see if they ever tried to do that to any of my systems. You know, they're 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 out of luck there because I do not negotiate with hackers. No, <laughs> well, there's no negotiation either. <laughs> you pay well, or you don't. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, it wouldn't affect me in the least at all because I have uh, anything that's important is automatically backed up to my uh, OneDrive, my Dropbox, my iDrive, um, and then I also yep. have some physical uh, ones here. If that ever happened, I'm just a clean wipe and I'm going. Can't, hmm. Gotta appreciate a clean wipe. One of the, uh, <laughs> I you, like a bidet. Oh, Oh, here, no. here, here's what can happen, though. Um, <laughs> if it infects somebody, and this is just in general, generally not home users, you'll catch it right away because nothing will be working. But at right. work or at, in a place of business, you'll get hit with one of these things. Right. And users might not see it for a few, you know, several days. And yeah. now you've got an infected, encrypted files in your backup system. Right. So you go back, you go to look back and, oh, I can't restore from this point. I can't restore from this point. You're losing days and days worth of data to get back right. to it, which so is a that's, real problem. That's an interesting, interesting thought though, because I know like with Backblaze, we talked about a few episodes back that I, I, that's who I use and I'm set. So it's just automatically backing up all the time. It's mm-hmm. not a, it's not a schedule that two o'clock in the morning kind of a thing. It's just, just a continual. One, Yep. Whenever there's something new or changed to back up, it does it. So I'm wondering, is is that maybe a reason why I shouldn't do a continuous backup just so well, that when it schedules, I'll know that if anything's changed, don't hit that backup button. Well, the the, the benefits of a, um, a continual backup are that it's not doing like an entire system backup at once. Yep. At once just new and files. And it's keeping you yep. continually protected. So what you right. should do is Take a look at the settings or, or check on what their settings are for how long they're keeping the backups and how many versions they keep. Mm-hmm. Because if you can go back like two weeks, you're, right. you're good. I mean, you know, if you can go back like up to two weeks and restore. Sure. Because you know, chances are you'd, you'd have to, you'd catch it right away. And the last thing that you're going to want is to have all of your photos encrypted oh, yeah. and destroyed because that would be just a nightmare. So it's, right. that's why it's kind of like we talked about before, having a robust backup system. You can do all that mm-hmm. stuff and, and use Backblaze, but then also get that extra external hard drive and, you know, yep. 
once Leave a month or something. <laughs> yeah, once a month, plug it in, run your backup, and set it off yeah. to the side or whatever. Now, uh, can just using like standard, uh, you know, like I have uh, Malwarebytes, um, Spybot Search and Destroy, I've used these too. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, free antivirus stuff like Avast. And, yep. Uh, but uh, will will any of these three even catch ransomware coming on, or do you have to have, like, a special software that's, They you can. Know, they can, especially uh, uh, Malwarebytes seems to be pretty strong about catching that stuff. Okay. Um, the, we use um, Symantec at okay. work, which is, like, the Enterprise Edition, and mm-hmm. that's a full anti-malware suite that's supposed to stop everything including um, it's got like network intrusion prevention and stuff like that. So it's mm-hmm. it's monitoring all that stuff. And this still got in. You know, it's like, well, right. you can't catch them all. Yeah, and there's never 100% guarantee. Yep. That's the thing. So, But to your point, Jason, having a few extra tools handy makes all the difference in the world because if your standard antivirus that you've got installed, if you're using a VAST free, AVG free, you know, Microsoft's essentials, security, uh, security essentials, or whatever, mm-hmm. if it's not catching something, there's some other tools out there, especially um, Malwarebytes is a good one, and then like uh, Sophos, S-O-P-H-O-S, they've got some good anti-malware uh, removal tools okay. and stuff like that. So um, just kind of hitting cool. it with everything you got. Yeah, and I was going to say, one of my recommendations for any uh, listeners out there that don't do any type of you know security like this, um, I've, I've repaired a lot of uh, systems that, you know, people have brought to me that have, you know, some type of hijacking of browsers at the minimum or, you know, just like totally, you know, uh, blocking out everything on the system. You know, you can't even go into settings because it's, it's completely locked you out of settings. Uh, and it's almost impossible at that point to install software like malware right. bytes and stuff. Uh, that's why I recommend, and anybody that brings me the computer, I automatically install that stuff on a fresh install because if it's already installed, a lot of the times they don't disable it, uh, but they do disable any installation of new software. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, I mean, that is a pain in the butt. I mean, you the only way to go is a, a clean wipe. At that mm-hmm. point, that I found. I mean, I'm sure there's uh, you yep. know people out there that are way better than me that can get around that. But that that's the way I did it. If I if I can't install software on your system, I have to wipe it. That's all I can do. Yeah. The only other options you really have are to attempt to boot into like safe mode, you know, and go back around that way, and then turn off your um, uh, oh, what is that called now? I'm sorry, blanking here on on the name of that feature where you can um, re- system restore points. Oh, yeah. Because you can get viruses that stay in there. You know, there's... there's hmm. So, yeah, there's... Jason's absolutely right. There's... You have a um, viruses that'll stop you from... I mean, you can have... I've had... I've ran into it where I've got malware bytes on there, but it won't update because it's blocking the web address for malware bytes. You know, sure. it won't let you... It won't let you out there. That's yeah, really tricky. So, I mean, you end up having that. I think I installed a, I installed that malware bytes on a different machine and copied the database file over manually and stuck it in on the other one just to try to get it out of there. And right. That can be pretty tricky. Now, these, these, these guys, these, well, what, they're not even called hackers. They're called like crackers, right? You know, the yeah, bad they're all, hackers. They're all white guys. Yes, yeah, they're all white guys. Or they're delicious saltine. <laughs> yeah, saltine. But uh, I wonder yeah, if any yeah. of them are like a creepy old uncle. 
Correct. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. what I was going to say is I understand <laughs> I understand <laughs> ransomware because they're, mm-hmm. they're trying to get some money here. Yep. But what uh-huh. about these people that are just doing this maliciously just to do it, just to screw with people? Oh, I've right. never understood why they even would put the time into creating software to do this. Well, and I wonder yeah. if it's a combination of wanting to be an anarchist kind of like somebody that vandalizes something and then seeing if they can get their name out there in the uh, hacker underground world for, you know, reputation of, I, I had this one and, you know, right. things like that. Who knows? Yeah, I got Aunt Mabel's computer all locked up. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know where she's going to get her cookie recipe from. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Done. Yep. You hey, think these guys ever I- accidentally infect their own system? <laughs> I hope so. That oh, shoot. Hilarious. I shouldn't have run that file. <laughs> I was testing it, and I forgot to oh, uh, do it in a... Real quick story. virtual. When I was in college, I went to school for computer science, and we had a class on assembly language, so assembler. And that is just straight machine language. It took two pages of code to, to write hello world. It was just nasty. <laughs> and so we, we comp- <laughs> this was a group exercise, and we compiled our, our program, and when you double-click the executable file to run it, it just locked the machine up. So oh, we ended my. up, we had a, a very active network at the time where people were always trying to get into each other's computers and steal stuff. So we, we renamed the file that suite.exe and put it out on the network. <laughs> I have no idea oh, how many no. people double clicked and ran it, but it was oh, just kind man. of a. <laughs> so how'd you unlock anything? Oh, we just had to reboot the computer. Oh, okay. I thought you <laughs> it meant just froze like your you, system. I oh, thought you no. meant it like locked it, locked it. I thought, no. holy mackerel. <laughs> oh, no, no. We, I, I mean, like it froze up. We weren't like the Windows yeah. lockout or anything okay. like that. Okay. So, hey, Dave, Windows don't bring religious fish into this, please. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> now, holy uh, mackerel. <laughs> <laughs> now it's it's so weird, you know, hearing you talk about uh, you know college and you had the networks and everything like that. Uh, the first time I went to college, <laughs> yes, I've I've gone to college as a, an elderly adult now. But uh, the first time I went to college was in 1990, and uh, the majority of the computers, uh, you know, that we had there were were still the old like Apple II Cs uh, with oh, yeah. dot matrix printers. Um, we didn't have any, uh, type of, uh, connectivity. I went to a, a trade school, um, over in, uh, Hibbing, Minnesota. Uh, it was, uh, Hibbing Tech, if you nice. remember it, no longer exists. Yep. But, uh, that's, that's where I went. We didn't have any type of networking or anything like that. And, uh, you know, I just, now, uh, you know, I go to college, uh, now, and it's an online college, so of course I'm connected. But even when I was going to the campus one day a week, um, you know, everything's connected. It's just, it's, it's awesome. It's just the technology is come so far for uh, students. Oh yeah. It, it's just so much better. I mean, I remember doing in high school in the eighties, we had the research papers, you know, you always had like the big ones, like the ninth grade research paper, you know, and you know, throughout the years then, uh, uh, use the card catalog with the Dewey decimal system <laughs> in the library to find the books I needed would take it over to a copy machine and copy the pages I wanted and highlight them. There was no internet. There was no Google. There was no Alta Vista. Um, now it's like, you know, I'm doing, you know, when I'm doing schoolwork now and I'm writing a paper, I Google, I get so much information. It is just amazing. Technology is so amazing in this respect. And then you got jerks like this that just, you know, for no reason just want to, you know, 
ruin people's computers, you know, ruin their experience on it and stuff. I bet you there's people that have had their computers constantly infected because they're going, they, they go to, I'm not going to say they're going to bad sites, but they're just going to a site that is not secure and uh, they download something that's, you know, automatically downloads and they have nothing on their computer to stop it, no gatekeeper of any sort. Mm. And it installs every single time they go through, you know, these different websites and stuff that just give up. They're like, whatever, get this computer out of here. I don't want this anymore. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, computers are amazing, you know, but you got these jerks. And I, that's right. I'm calling you guys jerks. And if, uh, you know, you want to take it up with me, my name's Adam. I live in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a, sh- a blue shirt. And <laughs> I got a guitar in my hand yep. and a video card on my neck. Yep. <laughs> and my real name's Dave and I'm in Hibbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You guys are killing me. It's like the Iron Man 2 or Iron Man 3. What was it? It's like, hey, terrorists. Oh um, yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> hey, before we before we do close, uh, we have one more thing in our show notes. We might as well just blow through this here real fast. Sure. Uh, we were talking about creative live tools, which you know is awesome. Yeah. But let's talk about some more creative stuff, like uh, creative sound blasters, um, yeah. <laughs> or the ASUS Strix line sound cards. People, sound cards. Uh, you know, a lot Boy. of these kids today are like, let's a, let's a sound card. Um, I haven't it's a had card ex- that has sound on it. I haven't had any experience with modern sound cards except for external now. Or yeah. External well, sound cards, not the internal. I haven't had in the last decade or so. I do, I haven't even had external. My, uh, you know, the last sound card I had, I believe, was the Aw32, the Sound Blaster <laughs> Aw32. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> but well, uh, I started doing some uh, serious thinking. Hold on a second. I got a cough. Speak for a second, Dave. Um, he started doing some serious thinking. Was he thinking seriously, though? I, I think so, because I think he might have hurt himself. <laughs> huh. yeah, oh, he's back. Okay. okay. Good, good. Yeah, sorry. I got a little tickle in my All throat. All killer. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was going to say was, uh, you know, now that we're doing podcasts and stuff, I'm doing some video right. editing and stuff like that, I started thinking, is this onboard sound, you know, is it good enough? I mean, it's been great for gaming. I mean, I stopped buying video, uh, I mean, sound cards because, yeah, my onboard was just as good. Uh, there was mm-hmm. a point where I would switch back and forth, you know, before I did my new build. I'm like, okay, the, the Realtek onboard, okay, now the switch over to the Sound Blaster. Well, oh, man, they're very similar. And why am I paying $150 for a sound card when, you know, this it, this is coming right on the board and it sounds just as good? Where's the technology been in the last 10 years? Is our sound cards important again, especially for some of the stuff that we're doing? Um, Adam, I know you do a lot of musical recording and stuff on your computer. Right. Are you using onboard or do you have an, uh, a card? So I, I get, I use a combination of a few different things. So for something as basic as like, um, voice recording, like just this podcast, um, mm. I'm using the internal sound card. I'm going. Okay. I'm taking my microphone into a into a mixer and then sending that in, and it it, it handles this kind of audio just fine. But if I'm really going to crank it up and I want to record more than one track at a time or anything, I'm using um, I'm using a Zoom R16 is what I've got on my desk, which is um, allows me to record up to eight channels at once. And the big difference in I, I guess this even it, that number of tracks doesn't really matter. It's the sound quality 
that really right. matters. Yeah, and that's and what I was wondering about. So what I'm looking at are things like the sample rate and then the preamps that are in them. So mm-hmm. um, a preamp is kind of what gives your it, – it, it controls the whole sound of your microphone. Um, you know, So we're talking about recording in. Um, and then the, the sampling rate, that's kind of hard to explain, um, but it's – all, all, all these sound cards are digital. So mm-hmm. – um, the higher the sample rate, the smoother, the, the closer to analog you're getting. Uh, you'd have to, you know, you'd have to Google what sampling is as far as sample rate to under, to kind of get the concept. So um, you're really recording like really, really minute instances of sound and push, putting it together. Almost like think like a frame rate of a video game. Yep. The higher the FPS, the smoother things look. So mm-hmm. it's kind of the higher the sampling rate, the the, the better the sound is. Right. And um, so CDs have like a standard sampling rate and things like that. Um, yep. It's basically your machine is taking that somewhat analog signal that's coming in in a bunch of jigsaw puzzle of parts, and it's having to reassemble it. And the higher rates it can do that at, the just the much more tight-fitting and, and smoother sound you're going to get. Right. Just kind of fitting it all together, re- reassembling it, as it were. So I think some of the key differences, if we're just talking straight up sound card, um, depending on what you're doing with your computer. So if you're using it as a home theater machine and you need 7.1 surround, you need the appropriate number of outputs, you know, Mm -hmm. to get that to work right. Um, If you are using it just for, you know, if you just need a headphone out to a pair of speakers, you can use the onboard or else they do make actually really inexpensive USB sound cards that Mm. that you can just plug into a USB port and there you've got a, a mic input and a regular line output. There are some differences in the amount of power that they can put out. So you might huh. have one that's, you know, hotter than the other one. It all kind of depends on what you're buying. But generally, I, f- I think personally myself, the onboard sound card in here, while it does sound okay, has a little bit of noise to it that I don't hear on my external sound cards. It's like a light hiss and things like that in the background. So, Well, I, I remember back when uh, processors were not as beefy as they were. Uh, that was one of the reasons why I always went with the expansion card sound cards because they said the onboard one steals CPU cycles and and back mm-hmm. when they weren't that powerful you needed every every cycle you know for the game if you wanted the game to run smooth or you know whatever else you were doing um, and then it got to the point I think you know once we got into dual cores I, I think that's probably where the turning point was once you had a couple of cores. And then even if you had, you know, extra threads where you had two cores, four threads, you know, et cetera, up there, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, it was minuscule, you know, what the sound card would take then or the onboard would take. So then you didn't need that expansion card. Now they did say, uh, because it is on board, I don't know if shielding is better now than it used to be a decade ago, but all on board, I know at the, at the time did, uh, s- some noise was introduced. Uh, to it because you know you know it was sharing a board with all the other components and everything right where if it was an expansion card even though it's connected to it it has like a different channel or you know because it's Mm -hmm. a a pci channel or now i see that they're pci express you know the short Mm -hmm. you know the the short ones um so i mean i'm really toying with getting one you know because i want to see if you know what kind of sound i can get and uh, you know it's it's income tax time. You always have a little bit of extra money. Trying to figure out what you want to do, you know. 
And right, right, sure. I, I was kind of thinking about this, you know, thinking maybe it'll help with uh, some production or not. I, I just don't know. That's my question out there. And I know the three of us, we probably all use on board, so none of us can mm-hmm. actually give us a good comparison. Um, but maybe a listener out there can, you know, you know, let us know, you know, if they've, you know, tested recently both ways and to see which one sounds better. I, I'm still assuming a, an expansion card would sound better, but maybe not. Well, an expansion card internally, you mean? Yeah, internal, yeah. Yeah. I, well, I think you're getting a lot lower quality components on if you're, put it this way, I'm running a $50 motherboard. I'm mm-hmm. guessing that the sound card that I've got in there is not the majority of the cost. So they're right. probably using some standard, really low end, you know, chip on there mm-hmm. to, to kind of handle that, which is, plus, like you said, it's sharing, you know, bus power and all this stuff. So it's, there's going to be some noise introduced there. Whereas I think if you if you went with like a higher end internal card or even an external one, you're going to have some a little bit better components, you know. And there's, I think most people aren't going to notice have this huge noticeable difference in the sound quality. But um, depending on what you're doing, you might really really need that. So right, I, I think say. the big thing is you'll notice the difference more if you're into recording instruments and um, you know vocal tracks as far as you know multiple part you know, audio singing parts, things like that. I think for um, general, like what we're doing right here, podcasting, talking, uh, mm-hmm. things like that, it's it's not actually as high quality as you would think is needed, really, you know, um, to get a really good, clean sound still on the other end of things. So it all, like you say, I think boils down to really what you're looking to do with it in the yeah. end. But if you're going to, you know, toss some money at it and, Go experiment. Just let us know how that goes. There's a few mm-hmm. things about a, a USB sound card, though, that I, I want to point out that I really like. Number mm-hmm. one, you can get you don't have to mess around at the very back of your computer all the time with audio right. inputs. Uh, number two, you can pick it up and move it to a different computer if you have a couple different ones, mm, and then true. you don't have to you know you're not opening up a case and moving moving it around. Yeah. And then you know it's like I said, it's fully portable. So and. Uh, I guess that's I'm just gonna well how how big is this uh external because you know how big a, an expansion card is are they getting all of that tech in how how big is the external I think a real a decent external sound card is gonna have its own little box that sits on feet you know oh, okay or else uh, or oh, else okay. it, in professional audio recording interfaces it's uh it's a full nineteen inch rack mount you know mm-hmm. single unit appliance. But that's not what you're talking about here. We're talking about just right. you know, a separate sound card. Yep. And some of them are, are really tiny and just plug right into the USB. So yeah, you you could say they're they're probably from from what I remember seeing recently, similar in size to like a, a good external hard drive. Um, you know, okay. give or take a little bit. Not the little tiny ones, but probably more like the say for example like a Western Digital MyBook um, hard drive external drive where it's the size of a small book maybe. Mm-hmm. From from what I've seen, I, I haven't studied them too much, but well, any any anything else on the sound cards before we wrap it up? I don't think so. I mean, it was just a just been curious about it because it's been yeah. so long since I've had one. So, well, if anyone anyone out there listening has any feedback for us, definitely uh, reach out, get in touch with us um, through Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Jason, where do we want to send people to do that? And we should right, also well, note our change. Sorry, to, I didn't mean to yep. step on you there, but go mm-hmm. ahead. No, no, absolutely. Yep, yep I'll definitely do that. Um, our Facebook uh, 
uh, URL has changed now, and there's a reason for it, and we'll be mm-hmm. letting you know here in the future. But it has changed it's now. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Digital Soup Podcast. Uh, you can reach us uh, on Twitter at the Digital Soup. And, uh, you know, of course, you could download or stream all of our uh, episodes on digitalsoup.podbean.com. And uh, in any of these different ways, uh, you can even comment on our Podbean site. But, yeah, right. leave us some comments. Um, let us know uh, how we're doing. If you have any information uh, on anything we've covered in this episode or prior episodes, and, you know, because uh, we get things wrong. We definitely do. None of us are perfect. Uh, may- maybe Dave is, <laughs> but not the no. rest of us. <laughs> I am definitely not. Yeah, but uh, let us know about that. If there's anything uh, you'd like to talk about, uh, some awesome piece of news or tech that's come out that we just, we've totally uh, missed, uh, let us know. And uh, we would uh, be glad to cover that. And, uh, you know, we're, you know, we're always, you know, trying to uh, build a listener base, uh, tell your friends and family about us, um, have them go to iTunes and subscribe, um, you know, leave us, a, a, you know, an awesome rating, uh, get some <laughs> good comments, you know, that'll be great. I mean, uh, the people that leave the best comments will get an autographed picture of Adam. Um, see what else? <laughs> not 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 me or Dave because we're ugly as sin. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Dave's like, what? What are you talking about? I'm no, gorgeous. Not cool, guys. I agree. I agree. No, um, I mean Adam I does have that Wolverine hair, so you know. Yeah, yeah, he's the rock star. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> though we we certainly could use the help. Um, just kind of spreading the word and getting it out there because we're having fun. We're seeing our numbers grow uh, every week, which is awesome and uh, very. Inspiring and, and you know for us it's I don't I don't want to speak for you guys but it's just such a, a joy every week every Monday night just to get to sit down and chat with you guys and the more people that want to join along the better and so oh definitely um, absolutely um, get to iTunes and let us know about that Adam where can we find you uh, specifically online as far as if they want to reach out just to you sure uh, Twitter I am at Starfield Escape. Perfect, perfect. And Jason? Uh, yeah, you can reach me on Twitter at the real Starfield Escape. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to type that in right now and see, oh, that's awesome. see if it exists. Uh, no, you can go to my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash game guru. Uh, I do a bunch of different uh, gaming videos. Haven't done one in quite a while now because I've been a little preoccupied with this podcast, right. uh, which I'm loving, but I do want to try to do some videos again. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave, if you could tell me how you can do five videos a day and this podcast, please let me know because I can't find the time. <laughs> every day, as the, as what is the group? LMFAO, they say, every day I'm hustling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's a lot of work, but I'm I'm only doing one video a week. I'm doing the podcast here and in little spots where I get to join a, a few friends on a photo podcast now and then whenever they want me. So always staying busy. But with your uh, Twitter account, you man for the most part our Digital Soup Twitter account. Have you seen anything from Skynet yet? Let's check here. Um, I didn't get any notification. Okay. No, there's nothing here. No nothing yet. So maybe maybe they're gonna make a liar out of me. We'll. we'll We'll follow up on that next week. <laughs> yeah, but definitely let them know next week. 
Absolutely. And for me, if anyone wants to check out any of the stuff I'm up to that they, uh, Jason just mentioned, the YouTube channel, the photography work, any of that, easiest place is just to go right to davidswiduck.com. Um, it'll have not only galleries and links to all of my different uh, social media presences from Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, blogs on WordPress. Everything you can think of is all right there. So um, certainly appreciate you guys if uh, check that out as well. Anyone that's interested on the photo side of things. So, any last things before we wrap up? Nope, not for me. Not for I'm you. good, man. I had All a great right. time. Well, absolutely. And this show, even though we are long, we're pushing the two-hour mark, which is insane, although I'm are sure you we'll serious? scale that back. Yeah, and uh, what I do want to say, though, is just like Superman... This episode flew by faster than a speeding bullet. From all of us here at the Digital Soup Podcast, we want to thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Later, Gators. 